This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, Sports cars and Formula One. This is the final inspection show presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, here's your host, Steve Saki. Hey, welcome to the Final Inspection Show, of course, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Make sure you get out to Great Lakes Dragway this weekend. Lots of fun stuff happening, holiday weekend, so you can uh, not only get out there today and tomorrow, but also Monday on this holiday weekend. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, we appreciate him taking time out on his busy holiday weekend. It is Dave Coleman. Welcome, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, Steve. Glad to join you. You know, as long as we got the Indy 500 tomorrow. Oh, wait. <laughs> it would be it certainly has been a different you know for me i guess i've been keeping busy enough it hasn't really kind of set in yet and uh it's 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 i've been like I, i've been telling everybody i'm trying to get as many projects done as i can at least at least as i'm getting stuff done you know i'll feel better and then we'll see how hot it is down there in august when we go down there but uh yeah it, it's going to be interesting to see but uh you know i've been you know I, as I told, I was over at some friends' house uh, yesterday, and I said, you know, they were like, ah, oh, well, we usually go sit in the, uh, you know, in our garage and, and watch a race. And I said, well, you know what? You can watch pretty much all the races now on YouTube. It's, you know, the 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 full, you know, television coverage, you know, dating back to '67 now. So, I sent her some YouTube clips, and I said, keep yourself busy. So there you go. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. plan. good plan. And uh, you know, in about three was it three or three, four weeks, uh, we were going to have IndyCars at Road America, and that's been postponed, but we get to double our pleasure, don't we, uh, in July with uh, the IndyCar moving to the July uh, 10th through 12th weekend at Road America. I was trying to figure out how what a double header does to my double brat consumption. Seems like there's a correlation. I, I should get some more or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's, We should uh... call it, I got a name, the, the Colon Buster Twin IndyCar Grand Prix. Oh, oh, oh. You're on, you're on to something. I hope my cardiologist is not listening. Uh, yeah, that is uh, that was that was a surprise to me. I got to say, um, and I think, well, it came together in five days from from conception through uh, announcement, which is just mind-boggling when you think of what the uh, 
what all that entails. I mean, I know these are strange times, but guys put deals together a year ahead of time. This one was like, well, let's see. We could move things by three weeks and double the number of races. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. What do you, you know, what are you doing Thursday? It's crazy. How much better is IndyCar off in this situation when having Roger Penske at the helm? <laughs> uh, boy, that's, uh, that's a really interesting question. Certainly, Roger commands that respect. I mean, he's earned respect over, what, 60 years or, uh, or more. And um, that sure can't hurt. But, you know, we want to give credit to Roger, but I think you also you can't forget about his team. I mean, mm-hmm. Jay Fry knows what he's been doing, he, you know, what he's doing. He's been making a lot, of, a lot of things work over the last couple of years since he got there and, and got a promotion. And, you know, he, he deserves a lot of credit. Um, Mark Miles, you know, so no question about it. Roger is a leader. Uh, Roger surrounds himself with good people and, and lets them do their job. And so it, uh, it's just, that was phenomenal. Would that have happened five years ago? Would that have happened two years ago? I think that's, (laughs) that's the implication here. I don't know. I don't know if they'd have been able to make that. I don't even know if they'd have been able to make it happen, much less let make it happen in five days. Right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, five years ago, I don't think so. Possibly two years ago, but I think it just shows the st- the stability that IndyCar finally has at the top, and and yeah. with, with with Penske is just the uh, as a, you know is the just the cherry on top of the ice cream. You know, it's it's really and and you see what Penske is able to do just with working with manufacturers. You know, he's had a racing program with pretty much every manufacturer that, that's been out there, dating all the way back to AMC in the early 70s. And he's able to move between them. The guy never burns bridges, and everybody's happy right. to work with him. And I think that, that it's just, you know, we were talking about it in the show a week or two ago, you know, how, 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 you know, how valuable, I mean, he's having him at the helm through all of this, with the Indy 500, I mean, you know, it, it just, it, it, six months ago, if you would have said, you know, there's a chance that, you know, they might run the Indy 500 in August, you're like, oh, come on, you know, it'll never happen, and, and just all the changes that, that has occurred in this world over the last, you know, 60 to 90 days and is incredible, and having Penske in charge, I think, really is is mind-boggling, and, you yeah, know, you, and, and, and Mike Kirshner, too, you got to give a kind of a tip of the hat. Uh, from Road America too. Uh, what, what what did he talk to you about? The, the, yeah, that's, the deal. I mean, it is amazing. He, he, we we started kind of by by joking, and Mike and I talked for probably a good half hour. And there's a lot of a lot of good stuff to come just about the whole the craziness of this season in general. Um, all of the things that they've had to do at Road America to 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 deal with this and deal with the shuffling and. You know, how do you do a race without fans? And then how do you get ready when fans do come back? But we started with just joking about, you know, this is Mike's second second season in this job. Um, I think he's really glad this didn't happen a year ago. <laughs> but he joked about it, you know, calling George Brugenthes is, is uh, his predecessor and going, um, George, I've, I've been looking through the desk and I'm not finding the manual on how to deal with the pandemic. So if you can point me to it. Hey man, there's been no books written on this. Nobody knew what they were getting into, and uh, that is a, the nice thing about Road America is it is a, a, a nimble group. They're, they, you know, it's a huge property. They do a ton of different things. 
So strange isn't strange to them isn't quite as strange as it would be to other people, but clearly there's no 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 guidebook for this, and uh, you know you you, you got to make moves on the fly, and, and so far. I think I'm really impressed with what they have been able to do, you know, as far as taking a motorcycle race and still having it to, because that helped the, the series, but then also having another one, which helps them with the fans and their sponsors. Hey, that's a great way to deal with that. Um, being able to move, make a move like, like this with IndyCar. Well, we'll see. I mean, there's, there's going to be some people it's going to be hard on, but, if you can still put a good crowd in there in July, get twice as much TV for all the all the partners, you know, all the all the people who have signage around the around the park, put a halfway decent crowd in there at a time when nobody knows what to do about sporting events and fans. Uh, that'll be mind-boggling. It just it'll be tremendous. And the uh, they've already you know they've already had camping. So they got a little, they got their feet wet a little bit on, on how to deal with that. Uh, they're still doing the four miles of fitness thing. So they've got you know, a couple hundred people or a hundred, 200 people um, spending a couple hours there walking around the track or riding their bikes. And so they're, they're learning with every little, every little step here. So um, they, they've been, They've been amazing, and you know Mike's leadership. Uh, I, it'll be it'll be fun to watch this year, that's for sure. And uh, what what what's on your uh, schedule for, for the summer? I'm sure the fans are wondering <laughs> uh, where, where do you plan on going next, or well, how does that work uh, for you? Is it just kind of everything's penciled in? Obviously, I'm thinking, right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to take the memo that I that I wrote in December and January and move that to trash <laughs> and basically start over. I mean, we're gonna. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to do the bikes next weekend at Road America and kind of see see what happens. I, I don't know. That might be really hard to cover. I don't know that we're going to have a lot of access. There's not going to be any fans there. But we'll do something. We'll make it work. Um, you know, the, certainly Road America stays. The major Road America races stay on my schedule. Um, you know, Slinger Nationals, that so far is is in the same spot. Uh yeah, we'll adjust. I mean, I hope to get to Indy um, for the 500. Mm-hmm. Brickyard, I, I, that was never on my schedule, but who knows these days? You know, we're just there, there's going to be a lot of things that uh, we're going to have to just kind of figure out on the fly. Well, I think that Brickyard race will be really uh, interesting, especially with the Xfinity on the road courses, and then you got the IndyCar, you know, IndyCar weekend too. When they announced it at the time, I said that's going to be a huge weekend. And now, you know, you, you have all these people that are so, you know, thirsty uh, in in uh, Indiana looking for, you know, racing. I think that, that that may be a huge event. It'll be interesting to see how how they, they handle the crowd and how many they can put in there, how many want to come, how many, right. you know. It, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how that all works out. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine them being allowed to do anything anywhere near capacity. I don't know if the demand would be. I mean, it certainly hasn't been for the Brickyard lately. Um, but what kind of limitations they'll have on, on crowd, how that'll, like you said, I mean, there is this, this pent-up desire now um, that makes that probably a little more enticing than, than it would on a normal year. But it, it is, it's all weirdness. I mean, <laughs> it, I, I would, 
the, the funny thing about this conversation is I would love to tell you I knew what was going to happen, but I can't. And even if I did and I told you that, we could have the same conversation next week and I would have to tell you something entirely different probably. <laughs> you know, it's just even, you know, even change changes all the time here. And uh, last final question. We're talking with Dave Coleman of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And uh, are you good? My question is, are you going to be shooting birds, and not with a gun, but with a camera this weekend? <laughs> well, I just happened to do, uh, would be chasing a few warblers here uh, before we were doing this. I'm, I am coming to you live from uh, uh, Whitnell Park, so okay. uh, in, enjoying a great day out with my wife and uh, and, uh, and you and a radio audience. So it's, uh, it's a great day for that. We may not have a 500, but we might as well make the, most of the weekend, right? Yes. <laughs> um, I had some buddy, yeah, I had some buddies over last week, and they're like, "Boy, you're like really into these birds." I said, "Yeah, why not? I mean, it, it's kind of cool. I just, it, it's a weird thing. I, you know, I, I have a, you know, I'm on two acres, and and uh, you know, about almost one acre of it is heavily wooded, so it's 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 great for birds. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot of warblers out here in Big Bend and Vernon area, but a lot yeah, of well, orioles and catbirds and they're thick in here and they're bright and colorful. And if we could put some numbers on them, you know, it would, it would, uh, you know, just look like normal. How, how big of a lens are you shooting with that? 200 or 300 or, um, or how long, I should 150 say. to 600 zoom. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. All right. So yes, I have so a smart shoulder when it's all done. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I, we certainly appreciate you taking time out, Dave, and looking forward to seeing you at the track later this summer. Yeah. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. That, that was Dave Coleman on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Has your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest Bank renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Larry Janicek playing three questions with Larry. Coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, Steve Zaki. And uh, M- Memorial Day weekend. And, of course, um, Memorial Day weekend, you think of the Indy 500, the Coke 600, but also Great Lakes Dragway. Make sure you get, if you're able to, get out to Great Lakes Dragway with this weekend. Lots of things happening on this Memorial Day weekend at Great Lake, at the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is Larry Janicek. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you very much, Steve. Pleased to yeah. be on, on uh, Memorial Day weekend, where we give uh, all praise to the veterans who gave their life for our country. As the saying goes, all gave some, some gave all. This is true. This is true. And we, we mentioned that in the first hour, you know, I, you know, we appreciate all the veterans that have served and, and, but this, this weekend is actually for those, yes, who gave, who gave all. And, and it certainly, let's not forget that. I mean, we're appreciative of all, all the veterans and that are out there, but this is, you know, specifically Memorial Day and for those who gave the greatest sacrifice. So, uh, thinking about them this weekend, uh, Larry, Absolutely. Yes. what is the first question? Well, 
First of all, I have to say, like Kyle Busch uh, made a mistake the last time he was out. The last time I was on the show, I made a mistake. It didn't cost anybody a chance to win the race, but it had to do with the father-son most career IndyCar wins, and it doesn't do anything with the top finishers. But I'm going to give you a chance to uh, see if you know who this add-on is. The father had four wins. The son had two two wins. It puts him sixth in the list with six wins total. And uh, if you want, I'll give you a little hint. Yeah, please. The son's two wins were last year. That's how I missed it. As oh, Brian Herta? Brian and Colton yeah, Brian Herta had four wins, and Colton has two. So that gives him a total of six six wins and puts him six on the list. You know, if you would have asked me how many wins Brian Herta had, I would probably have said two or maybe three. I, to be honest, I did not know he had four wins. It's interesting. Yeah, it's really, really surprising. Yeah. And, of course, they'll uh, – They'll be moving up the list unless something physically happens to Colton because he's a real talent. Probably the hottest, yeah, the hottest uh, driving talent in the IndyCar series, uh, young driving talent in the Indy series, uh, certainly. All right, what do we got for today? Okay, I'm going to throw you a bone on this first question. Going back, I'm using the same list that I did last week for the father-son. That's a list of... Uh, IndyCar wins, including AAA, USAC, CART, Champ Car, IRL, and the Indy Series. What two brothers have combined to win the most career IndyCar races? Well, it has to be Alan Bobby. Alan Bobby Unzer. You got it, buddy boy, for sure. By far. Uh, Big Al, 39, Bobby, 35 for a total of 74. Now, second part of the question, What? who are second and third? Second is uh, that combination has got 41 wins, and third has got 37 wins. And you want a hint? Uh, yeah. The hint is all in the family. Carol and I'm going, to give you, I'm going to give you another hint. <laughs> Rob, uh, and Carl, some, Rob Reiner and Carl Reiner. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The, the other hint may give it to you. Uh, for some years in this tallying of these wins, Pike's Peak counted. I know you don't like dead air. You want me to give it to you? Um, boy, I'm trying to think of who had been up there that won at also won at Pikes Peak. I'm thinking Mario Andretti, but Aldo wouldn't be on there. And, uh, uh boy, remember I said Jones, Paul it, Jones. Remember, yeah. remember what yeah. your first answer was? Yeah. Alan Bobby Unser. Okay. And my next hint was all in the family. It's not helping me. Second in the list. With 41 wins together, is uh, Al Unser and Louis Unser. Al with 39 and uh, Louis with two. 
okay. with 41. And in third place with 37 wins is Bobby Unser with 35 and Louie with two. Okay. Yeah, I've totally, uh, yeah, I don't even, yeah, I wasn't even thinking Louie or Pikes Peak even with that. Yeah. You, okay. You want to, you want to take a crack at the fourth place finisher? And I believe both of these drivers, one had eight wins, one had one win for a total of nine for fourth place. And I believe all of them were during the IRL period. And this is one that really surprised me. And uh, give you another hint. The Buells? Their father, who did drive IndyCars, just passed away recently. Oh, the Lazier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jacques Lazier won at Chicagoland Speedway. So, yeah, Jacques and Buddy Lazier. Yeah, Buddy yeah. won eight times and Jacques won once. Yeah, I remember that. And let okay, me just tell yeah. you, the, the next one on the list, I believe have a, has a Wisconsin connection. George Robson was six and Hal Robson with one. And didn't one of those guys end up living or did live in northern Wisconsin? No, you're thinking of, I think, George Amick. Oh, okay, you're correct, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and then the last one, the last one on the list, with three wins between them, was Lewis Chevrolet with two and Gaston Chevrolet with one. Okay. All right. And Ga- Gaston Chevrolet, of course, was 1920 Indianapolis 500, was killed at Beverly Hills Board Track Ooh. later that year. So Man. Uh, okay. Here's the... Uh, you've been made almost on a uh, unanimous vote, the czar of all motorsports hall of fames and you must select one forgotten deserving inductee for the nascar hall of fame the indianapolis motor speedway hall of fame and for the national sprint car hall of fame one person not the same one but one person uh, for each of those thinking for the nascar hall of fame because i know he won't get in but he should be in Maybe not in the next year or two, but should be definitely in the next five. Uh, would be Smokey Eunuch for the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, let's see for the uh, for what's the other one? The Indianapolis? Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the Sprint Car. That's a tougher one. Um, Indianapolis, who would be in there but isn't? I'm having a brain fart because we actually I had this discussion in Indianapolis a couple months ago. Well, I think the guy that I was thinking that you would would uh, consider had a big connection to Milwaukee. Myron Four or the Marchesis or no, no, in uh, actually a driver. 1964. Rex or the hundred miler race. Jim Herdebees. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I'm the biggest Jim Herdebees fan, but yeah, it's, I guess in the in the for not, yeah, yeah, Hall of Fame is not the Hall of Stats. I always like to say, and and Herdebees stats at Indianapolis are, to be honest, awful. He only mm-hmm. f- completed the hundred the 500 miles once, and that was in '62. When he got in and in substandard car, and on the last day of qualifying, I actually finished the race in thirteenth. 
uh, but ran all day because he knew he didn't have a car that was going to be competitive. So he was just out there making laps, and he did finish his race. But came in in 1960, broke the track record, was the sensation. And people still talk about this down there to this day about Jim Herderby's fan favorite. And, of course, uh, in 64, got burned at Milwaukee uh, and and made a comeback. Uh, won a race at Milwaukee and won, did did probably better in stock cars uh, than Indy cars on, on the rest of the way. Uh, was not, um, to put it bluntly, was very stubborn, in which uh, his probably one of his best friends was Parnelli Jones, and I'd had a couple conversations with Parnelli about this, where he had offered her to be his rides at Indianapolis in his car in 69, and, and Herc, as he was called, turned him down, and Parnelli was really pissed at him for that. And 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 really, they did not talk for many years after that. But they did um, make up before uh, Herdebees died at a far too young age of, ironically, fifty six and eighty nine. But um, yeah, is it's still? Uh, I have uh, my buddy has home movies where he's walking. He's just got the the, the camcorder around in the late eighties, walking around Gasoline Alley, and he sees Jim Herdebees and hey Jim, and Jim Herdebees comes, you know, says hi to him, and their fans were just. You know, was always were seeking him out and saying hi, and, and and he was just a really really personable person to the fans and that. So yeah, Turtabees would be a good one. Um, for the Spring Car Hall of Fame, uh, that's an easy one right now. That would be for me, Robin Miller, just because he's oh, been okay. such a yeah, proponent for uh, uh, spring car racing, especially over the last uh, twenty years. On a national level, he's probably pushed sprint car uh aside tony stewart uh i think he's pushed sprint car racing uh, uh on a national level more than anybody and uh yeah i think robin would be Good trip. My, my pick for let, me, that. let me throw let me throw a name at you for the i am uh, indianapolis motor speedway museum what do you think Dwayne sweeney's chances are of ever getting involved getting inducted in there um, he had a real long run of being the yeah, he was... starter and yeah, six, 17 years. He was first, uh, first year was in 1980, and and then his last one was the 96 race. I, and and uh, was flagged, it was not a flag man, he was a starter. That was one right, of his right. Uh, he says a flag man is who you see on, on the uh, on the highway. And uh, he was uh, another one that I met through my father growing up as a kid and did so many things. Uh, for racing, especially locally, but also in USAC and on a national level. So, yeah, it, it, Dwayne was, was certainly a, a, a great ambassador for, for racing. And, uh, yeah, I, I, that, that would be a guy. I would have no problem seeing him in the Hall of Fame. Sounds great. So, Got time for one more? Uh, real quick. Quick one here. Who were the only father-son drivers to be disqualified from a NASCAR Cup event? Both the father and the son were disqualified. At the same race or at one time? Yes, same race. Same race. I know know Lee Petty protested Richard in Toronto back in like 59 or something and actually won won the protest and took a win away from uh, Richard, and that was very ironic because he was, he, you know, he won 200 races, and 
if he would have won 199, I think Lee would have been taking some heat for that. <laughs> but yeah, right, uh, right. Uh, father son, um, that, uh, maybe Buck. May I could I might, I would guess Buck and Buddy Baker. No, you had the, uh, the father and the son right when you talked about Richard and. Oh, uh, does Lee and Richard? Lee? Okay. Yeah, it was uh, had to do with the first uh, World 600 in Charlotte and the track was breaking up. They were having real big uh, concrete problems, and they were uh, two of, I think, four or five people that cut short and uh, uh, avoided part of the track, and there was, I think, five uh, drivers that were disqualified, but both petties were disqualified. Okay. Something highly unusual. It's, it's certainly true. Now, 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 now they only do that at Talladega and uh, and uh, Daytona now. But Phoenix, they they appraise it. So <laughs> go figure. Yeah. All right. Well, Larry, you have a, have yourself a safe and wonderful Memorial Day weekend, and we look forward to chatting with you uh, next week. Okay, Steve. Thanks a lot. You guys All take right. care. Bye bye. That was Larry Janicek on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. When we come back, we'll talk with uh, Fast Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Steve Zaki on a Memorial Day weekend and joining us on the Great Bend West Bank Hotline. It is Fast Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Eddie, how are we doing this weekend? Great. How are you, Steve? Enjoying the weather. It's certainly nice out and getting stuff done around the house. I am not in Naptown, so I'm back in wow, Brewtown. So. It's kind of disappointing to Memorial Day weekend and uh, no racing going on. It's kind of like an empty feeling this weekend. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Um, but it, like I said, it, it for me it it hasn't really set in that much. But uh, yeah, it certainly is uh, different. But I'm trying to make the best out of it, as most people are, you know. So was able to spend uh, some time uh, with some friends uh, last night and had an enjoyable evening, and then. Uh, getting stuff done around the house today, tomorrow, and, and Monday. So, you know, just, it's it, it's it's the life that we're living in right now. So, you know, what are we going to do about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, so, there's no option, and it's, it's just, you know, I mean, I've been spending my time, uh, what is it, like six or seven flights I've uh, rescheduled and canceled and, yeah. Rental cars, it's like a full-time job just trying to keep up with <laughs> the schedule of racing, too, the way they keep changing the dates. Um, so hopefully we can start getting some IndyCar, uh, you know, with NASCAR going now. I mean, it's a good start. So we can look forward to hopefully sports cars at Road America opening up, actually. will be the first race for them there yeah, at Road America. You know, it's going to be different coming up next year, apparently, though. Of course, uh, a friend of ours is uh, Dan Banks, 
who's uh, a fixture with, within the, the paddock in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Series. And uh, Dan Banks, uh, known most recently, of course, with Corvette Racing, is retiring. And, and what's the kind of word on the street about that? He's certainly a, a, a super nice guy, a fan favorite, too, that's going to be missed, won't he? Well, you only have a couple minutes to talk about him, but you could... I mean, you could talk about him for hours. I mean, the guy does so much charity stuff. He's never turned me down for tours when I bring people and guests in. He, even when they're having a bad day, um, he still uh, keeps a smile. And it's really sad. I mean, I know a lot of race drivers. I know uh, Tommy Kendall and Justin Bell were talking about it because Tommy Kendall with his Trans Am car going back a few years won seven championships with him. So I mean he's he's a fixture with uh, Corvette and going to be sadly missed. Unfortunately, I think with all that's going on right now, I think it was uh, and with Jan Magnussen retiring or being pushed out, I. Don't want to be too blunt, but uh, I think with a lot of that stuff and the new car and lots of changes, there's lots of changes going on at uh, GM and Corvette, and I think it's really going to be challenging with what the world's going through with the pandemic and how manufacturers are going to react to this because you know it's very important that they sell cars for the road, and you know cars aren't selling right now. So, yeah, but that's Dan. Well, mention I want to mention because I've 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 been up there uh, witnessing what you and 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 photographer uh, Jack Webster have donated to his charitable uh, uh, event that they do at on that weekend, sports car weekend in uh, Road America. Tell tell the fans about that. Well, I mean, Dan has a a camp up now. I can't. You're going to have to refresh my memory where it exactly is. It's close to the track, um, and he brings these kids in, and he he went on a limb with his father and made this camp successful. And with his charitable uh, proceeds at the races, these kids are able to come to this camp. It's very similar to Paul Newman's camp. Yeah. Very similar. And... And Paul, Paul Newman is, was such a generous guy when it came to uh, giving back to the fans and stuff like that. But Dan uh, has that charity auction at Road America, and I wouldn't be surprised if he still had it this year. I think he'll be there in attendance. That's like his home race right there. And it's, you know, the Corvette people are very passionate people, and he would they would have parts of the car to auction off, and it was amazing. Uh, he had that up there every year, and it was very successful. Yeah, it's a summer camp that for kids uh, 7 to 16, and uh, last year they were able to raise uh, $25,000 uh, for it last year, and it, it it it's it's held in a tent at the Corvette Corral, and, and it was really a neat, I mean, for the fans... I mean, there's a whole bunch of neat stuff from driver uniforms and, 
and and body panels. I mean, neat neat guy stuff for your for your your pad for your you know your your your, your for the guy pad or for your uh, garage. And you want something different hanging up on the wall. A lot of neat stuff, clothing, all sorts of memorabilia. And the one thing that kind of surprised me is that some of the stuff went for you know a decent price. I mean, I'm not saying it was was cheap, but it, the 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 pricing was competitive. And and for somebody, I mean, if 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 you went up there as a fan and you wanted something, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be able to walk away with something. There's that many items too. Uh, that was donated. So that was pretty cool. I, I thought that was a really neat event uh, the last few years that I've been able to uh, witness it live and certainly a neat well, uh, neat event. Well, Doug Feehan from GM just gives a full tilt push on that and he's actually there doing mm-hmm. the auctioning of the stuff. And I mean, they bring, I mean, I know Dan does a lot of it makes a lot of the stuff he made like crankshaft lamps and i mean some of the stuff goes for a hundred bucks i mean i know one year they were raffling off pistons and i think they were fifty dollars for a piston from the corvette from lamar i mean it's like you can't even put a price tag how much it costs to make that and then all of a sudden they pulled out like 40 pistons and all the fans got one and that wanted to bid on them. They all paid $50, and they all got a... And it's just... It's really good to give back to the fans, especially Corvette fans. They're very passionate about the brand, GM and Corvette. And when you give them that, it, they really... You know, I mean, it's just a cool deal. And it, and it helps out that charity for those kids, too. And some of them are there, and... It's just an enjoyable atmosphere, especially when you're racing and it's high stress and you can go to that event and it's it's just a great uh, thing to add to the weekend. Yeah, it certainly is. And, of course, uh, Road America, the uh, uh, the IMSA week, it's sports car weekend, July 30th through August 2nd at Road America. And uh, so how, how are the teams, man? Your final question with Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com joining us under the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. How, how are the teams managing? What's the what's the scuttlebutt you're hearing? And how eager are they to get back, uh, ready to get back to well, racing? Well, I mean, let's face it. I mean, the drivers definitely want to get back. I mean, I won't name names, but a lot of them are over the eye racing. Yeah. They're ready to get on the track, and especially Road America, such a great track to start the season at. Uh, they also, the teams, you know, some of them, the guys are got laid off. They're on furlough, and they all want to get back. I mean, that's 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 what it's all about is this time of the year with racing. And I think it's just a difficult time for everybody when you see what's going on in the world. And I think... Once we can get by some of this and maybe open up some of the racetracks to let fans come in and just practice social distancing and, mm-hmm. you know, wear a mask when you're around a lot of people, uh, you, you want to be responsible, definitely. And looking forward to it. Can't wait. And, uh, well, Eddie, we certainly appreciate you taking time out on your busy holiday weekend. Look forward to chatting with you again soon on the Final Inspection Show. 
Well, thanks a lot, Steve. Appreciate All right. it. And, um, happy the weather's nice up there. Okay, it is. It has been. So it might get a little sprinkle later, but uh, yeah, we're getting getting stuff done and enjoying the weather here in Wisconsin. Now is Eddie Lapine in the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Has your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest Bank renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. And Steve, there's actually a tornado watch in effect uh, in southern Wisconsin until 8 o'clock tonight. So might be more than a little bit of a sprinkle. <laughs> Well, we'll see what happens. So, all right, when we come back, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to Chase Elliott, or we'll hear from Chase Elliott, who's talking to media down in Charlotte uh, for this weekend's World 600 coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, Steve Zaki. And we're here from Chase Elliott. He was asked by the NASCAR media about uh, after he was taken out by Kyle Busch and uh, flipping the bird and how he thought, there was, even though there was no fans uh, at the track, was he were, what was he feeling the fans uh, in that moment? Um, no. Uh, no, I, I couldn't. It was more just... Uh, it was more just how I was feeling at the time and uh yeah it really didn't involve anybody else but he and I and it looked like that Denny, Denny got a little separation away from you right before you got hit by Kyle I was curious were, were, did you get such a good run on Denny did you have to lift at all before getting hit by Kyle or were you trying to set up a move going into turn one uh no I didn't lift we were we were all uh we were all wide open Thank you. Our next question will come from Jeff Gluck. Go ahead with your question, Jeff. Chase, Kyle said you guys had a good conversation. He said you were a classy individual. Um, can you say from your end how that, that conversation went between you guys? Yeah, we, you know, we talked about it, um, you know, and, and like I've told – oh, well, like I told him, you know, I've, I, don't, I don't think he wrecked me on purpose. Um, you know, I, I think that he was – you know, trying to make a spot that, that wasn't there, um, you know, and, and much like I told him, you know, I, I get that mistakes happen and, you know, that's uh, that's part of life and, and, and I get it. Uh, he's just not a guy that makes many mistakes. So for me to be on the, you know, on the poor end of, of uh, a rare mistake on his end is um, – you know, at the end of the day, unfortunate for me and, and my team. Thank you. Our next question will come from Jenna Fryer. Go ahead with your question, Jenna. Hey, Chase. Um, obviously, fans love the drama. They love to see, you know, a rivalry and a feud. Um, is that a comfortable spot for you to be in? Do you want to be in the middle of something like that? Um, you know, I really don't care. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, uh, I, I think, you know, Obviously, I hate that it was me uh, that got wrecked, but um, you know, I, I want nothing more than than to go win and and try to do my part uh, for for my team. Um, but you know, that that's completely up to the people. And you know, I know it's it's gained a lot of traction and a lot of people talking about it. Um, 
you know, so that was ultimately a, it was a win for the sport. It was a, it was a loss for me and my team, um, you know, but like I said, you know, like you said, people, people love drama. They love, uh, you know, they love talking about that stuff and uh, they've been doing a lot of it. So at the end of the day, um, you know, it's, uh, there's nothing that we can do about it, but I really don't care. I guess to answer your original question, it, it's kind of up to whatever people want to want to make of it. Is it over now or do you, is it something that sticks with you? Do you have to retaliate? There's been a lot of conversation about what you do next as well. And thank you for your time. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, you know, I just, I just want to go win and, you know, I thought we had a, a really nice opportunity to try to grab a win there on Wednesday. Uh, so that's my goal. You know, I, I uh, you know, I want nothing more than just to go and, and run well and, you know, try to try to put ourselves in position to win, to win a lot of races. And we've been lucky to have been in, in a few positions this year uh, or fast enough to win, just, just hadn't worked out. So I'm hopeful that our day will come. There he is, Chase Elliott, meeting with the NASCAR media after the race on Wednesday night where he was uh, sort of the focal point there with a, an impressive gesture after the race uh, that he did not win. That's going to do it for us here on the Final Inspection Show. Mayor Mitch, Steve Zotke, Jeff Orlowski. Our thanks to Dave Coleman who joined us earlier in this hour to talk about the upcoming races at Road America that will not be happening as soon as expected. And also, no racing this weekend with the Indy 500. That's coming up later on in the summer. That's going to do it for us here on the Final Inspection Show. Talk to you guys next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.